Hey guys, this is the franchise of Ring of Honor, Jay Lethal, or the Black Machismo, or the Black Nature Boy, and you're listening to the Battleground Podcast. Battleground! Live from the Parts Unknown Studios, you've entered the Battleground. Battleground! For all things pro wrestling. Battleground! The Battleground! Battleground! The Battleground! Now making their way to the microphones, give it up for your hosts. Welcome to the Battleground. So there is a guy that we have been trying to get on our show for at least... About a year and a half now since we've kind of just gone strictly wrestling. Uh, is that right, Eli? I yeah, and he was actually the last uh, live event we saw was in Nashville. Him and uh, Mr. Grisham defended the titles. I don't remember who the opponent was now. That's how impressive Mr. <laughs> Lethal and Grisham were. But, but let's, <laughs> let's bring on our guest for the show. Jay Lethal joins us. Jay, thank you for coming on the show today, man. No, thank you for having me. Um, and I told you guys before we started, I'm actually, uh, unfortunately, I had to come bring my car in for service so i'm outside so hopefully cars going by isn't too loud uh, <laughs> and and we haven't even started yet and i'm already feeling like i'm gonna owe you guys another uh another guest spot hey <laughs> we would love to have you on the show again so we will definitely have to do that but first let me say congrats or an order for recently re-signing with rink of honor was this an easy or hard decision and you know you're a big superstar were there other offers on the table to me, uh, easy, one of the easiest decisions of my life. Um, I, I, you know, I'm a big proponent of loyalty. If, if you treat me well, then I will treat you well in return. Um, and I think there's something to be said for not just going to the highest bidder. For instance, uh, my former employer, Impact Wrestling, I still think to this day, if they had never let me go, then I would be there. They gave me the greatest night of my life. One of them, wrestling my idol, Ric Flair, I would have spent my career there. Um, but unfortunately, that didn't happen. And uh, Ring of Honor has treated me so well. They've made me the face of their company. They put two belts on me at one time. Um, I don't have a negative thing to say about them. Um, so, yeah, no, it was a very easy decision for me to stay. Nice. Yeah, it, it seems for a lot of guys, um, you know, respect is just as important as the paycheck, you know. It, it, it's a huge thing. It's a huge, I mean, it's something literally that you don't understand until you're in the situation. On the outside looking in, of course, well, why didn't, wouldn't you go here? Isn't this where you can make the most money or don't you want to do this? This stage is bigger, blah, blah, blah. But it's literally until you're in it, uh, then you, you won't really grasp uh Sometimes when a person says, oh, no, I just, I'd rather stay here. You can't see everything that they see. Right. Yeah, totally. Well, obviously, you know, the big story last year was COVID, uh, unfortunately, um, and it affected everyone. Uh, oh, what were, yeah, What were the biggest challenges uh, pertaining to COVID for you in particular and then also Ring of Honor, who obviously got praises for how they handled, you know, uh, the pandemic with their talent and stuff? Well, the main thing was just, not trying to lose my mind. Uh, it was yeah, the, longest, <laughs> the longest stretch of time I've ever been home in my in 
in my life as long as I can remember. Um, so there was the initial shock and fear as well. I really thought, uh, and I was terrified, I really thought, and still do to some degree, that this COVID could have and could end professional wrestling for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's all I kept thinking, oh my goodness. And then, uh, you know, shows were getting shut down and now no one's performing. And, uh, and we're having these Ring of Honor Zoom meetings with the, the whole company. And uh, in these Zoom meetings, the owner of Ring of Honor, Joe Coff, he's, he's like, oh, well, I don't want to really do the empty arena matches. Um, I don't want to put my wrestlers in the hotels and in the airport. So you guys just sit tight at home. And, uh, you know, right away when you hear that, some, I mean, there's Sometimes you can think of it like, uh, well, we're getting paid to stay home. This is amazing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, Which is essentially what he was saying. Stay home. We're still going to pay. No one's check was late. No one got furloughed. Thanks by the grace of God. No one was let go. Um, But then there was also a large part of it was like, well, if we don't start doing something soon, this could not be well for us. Um, Especially from a company standpoint. Um, we're sitting all of our employees home and they're not producing content. It was just a, I, I, I really feared for the worst. Um, yeah. I but, think a but, lot of people had a gloomy outlook when it yeah, all started. Yep. But luckily and, management realized that a lot of us were happy with going back to work. They, they put this anonymous poll out there, um, to see who would be okay. Are you okay traveling? Would you be okay doing this? Uh, if we had to fly tomorrow, would you be okay? And uh, I, I mean, of course, amongst the boys and the wrestlers, we talk. Um, so I can't think of a single person who didn't answer that form with a resounding yes. We would be okay with it. We just want to get back to work. I'll wrestle in front of two people uh, <laughs> for the rest of my life if I have to. I, yeah, and there's yeah. a lot of us who knows what that feels like. There's been so many shows when I first started where the crowd was just my family. <laughs> I, I can remember those days clearly clearly for a company called jcw jersey championship wrestling there were so many shows where the crowd was literally just my family paying your dues hey you gotta start somewhere it's like right, uh i was right. i was talking to uh the bouncers we had them on the show uh last week week before last and there was a wrestling event that i went to long long time ago that was in the back of a discount tobacco beer and liquor store um and it was like it was it was a very interesting thing so much that if you got on the top rope you had to like hunch down and hump over because your head you were like hitting the ceiling and it was, it was very, like a normal room it wasn't it was like yeah it was no no and i remember the last night that i was there we went and i guess uh things went wrong somebody got hit between the legs with a cinder block and it wasn't like a stage cinder block it was the real deal real oh my god oh my gosh um a chair got thrown at a manager some guy went ballistic 
Um, and it was it was a local legend in Nashville that went ballistic. His name was Chicken Hat, and he would always show up wrestling events and had a, like a Kyle Petty hat. But yeah, so I never went back to that thing. Um, <laughs> but at, you know, at the tail end of 2019, at Final Battle, you and Jonathan Gresham defeated the Briscoes to become the new World Tag Team Champs. And uh, another congratulations, you were recently named Tag Team of the Year. So what's it like uh, experience being tag? What's the experience like being uh, with Gresham, uh, of course, y'all are friends. And what else are you looking uh, to accomplish as a tag team? Well, uh, I can't tell you. It's I mean, there's no way to fully uh, describe it to you, but I am living my best life teaming with Gresham. Um, I think he's extremely talented. He'll tell you that he's learning so much from me, but it's actually the other way around. Uh, he's one of the greatest in-ring technicians that I've ever come across. I'm getting to work with him, which is amazing. Um, and I just love going to work every day, uh, especially when I get to work with guys like Gresham. When uh, when we won the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships, I don't know if you remember this, but I was fresh off of a broken arm. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> if you go back and watch that match, not to give too much behind the curtain, uh, but if you go back and watch that match, a lot of it uh, is done by Jonathan Gresham. He was so good in wanting to protect me and make sure that I was okay. And like, oh man, he's a tremendous guy in and out of the ring. I I can't say enough good things about Jonathan Gresham. Um, yeah, he kind of he kind of gives me uh, almost like Owen Hart vibes. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, hundred um, percent. And I maybe I definitely that, think. I was gonna say maybe him and like a sprinkle of some Malenko and um, yeah, you, you guys have a very good uh, dynamic uh, as well, far as the. Thank you. The day yeah. that Gresham and I are no longer working t- together will be one of the saddest days of my life. And that's <laughs> just me being honest. I'm well, dead serious. Well, we're documenting it here. That's we're not looking forward to that. So um, I, was, I will say though, I was I will say that I was a little worried when it was you and uh, Gresham in the ROH Pure Tournament, and I was like, "Uh oh, are we about to see them split up if this goes the way we think it's going to go?" And that and worried you know me the entire time. I loved every second of that. No spoilers were leaked, um, even though that whole tournament was all pre-recorded. Um, and the feel of it really, I mean, everybody thought that it was going to come down to me and Gresham mm-hmm. and, uh, I mean, I just, I love that whole feeling. And when the second I lost to Tracy and you realize, oh my God, it's not going to come down to Lethal and Gresham. I think then it was a big surprise and shock to most people. Um, we tried heavily to get people to think that it was going to come down to me and Gresham. And well, I really we thought like a lot of people bought it. Yeah. Oh, man, we, that was so we cool. bought it. And we, we had Tracy on right before, you know, your match with him. Well, we had Tracy on after it was filmed, but he didn't tell us on the show. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I really think that we're about to see Gresham and Lethal put on a clinic for the ROH Pure title. But then I got worried because I was like, if it happens, is there going to be animosity? Is is Gresham going to have some some heat against Lethal for winning? Is Lethal going to have like are we going to see this get split up? And mm-hmm. thankfully it didn't happen. So. Yeah, if this was like <laughs> you know the the big uh 
the big company up north. That's what they would have done. They would have pit those two together, try to hint at a breakup, and it's just it's so predictable. And I think the way that everything unfolded, it was it just added more to it, you know. So yeah, yeah. I thank you, thank you for saying that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so spinning off from that, you guys, you know, last year was obviously a big year for you guys, and then Grisham individually, uh, you know, started the foundation, uh, new faction with that. Actually, congrats to that. You won faction of the year <laughs> with that as well. This um, is the Jay Lethal Award Show. This is what we're doing this episode. <laughs> it's like I a, can't it's like, take I can't take too much credit. I think the the pandemic. Uh, is helping out tremendously. Yeah, <laughs> perfect timing. Yeah. Um, so, well, how how did the, how did the, you know how did that faction come to be? You know, was it organic? You know, and then also, uh, what do you what would you say is the mission statement behind the group? Well, uh, the group came about mainly due to Jonathan Gresham. This is uh, his brainchild, so to speak. That he he went to the. Uh, the powers that be and explain this group and they loved it. And then, uh, then we started this foundation. Now the, the premise behind it, um, from the way it was explained to me from Jonathan Gresham is, um, guys like Jonathan Gresham guys like hot sauce, Tracy Williams and Rhett Titus. Um, the foundation represents guys like this who have traveled the world, wrestled for years, um, damn near perfected what they do, but they have never been given the proper shake. They've never been given the acknowledgement. They've never been given those big matches on the grand stage. Uh, that was the, and is the premise of the foundation. Um, those cornerstone guys that always have those solid matches, but they're not, never given that main event spot. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what the foundation is pretty much all about now we got this thing where we're trying to restore honor in ring of honor uh the foundation is tired of you know storyline wise we're tired of all the brawling and the fighting on the floor that's not what wrestling is that's not what ring of honor was built upon it was you know two guys in the ring keeping it in the ring and seeing what they got who's the best wrestler when you think of that you think of guys like aj styles versus brian danielson or daniel bryan depending on when you met him, uh, or guys like Samoa Joe versus Nigel McGuinness. Uh, yeah, just so pretty much stuff like that. Ring of Honor, uh, the foundation is trying to restore honor storyline wise, but the basic premise initially is giving these guys who these really great technical wrestlers a chance, uh, because they weren't given a chance before and they can really excel in, in this pure tournament division. And the, the coolest thing about this pure tournament, I thought, and the pure wrestling division was, you know, with, with, during the pandemic, there's no crowd, right? Yeah. So that's going to be a tough hurdle to get over for a lot of wrestling. And I make this joke all the time for years. Professional wrestlers and wrestling companies have tried to convince the audience that they are not a part of the show. They are just spectators. Uh, but now more than ever, it is apparent that we were lying. They are a large part of the show, uh, and now uh, they know it clearly because of this pandemic. They know it so much that uh, some companies put up screens just to have their faces shown on TV because uh, they are as much part of the show as we are. We just didn't want them to realize that. Uh, right. So with, with, that, with that said, uh, you know, normal 
traditional wrestling, there's, uh, you know, the crowd gets to boo somebody and they get to cheer someone. Um, so without that crowd there, nobody's being cheered or booed. There's not that fan and crowd interaction. You've got to find all the ways around that. And the best way to do that, I, we thought, was to introduce this pure division where we kind of blur the lines of who is good and who is bad. And we focus everything on the in-ring competition, who can wrestle the best. And we did such a great job with these uh, vignettes and these promos and, and these video packages before the match, just like you'd see like an MMA fight. Uh, you get a little video package with a little bit of background and how good this guy is and where they train and how well they trained. It really did a great job of setting your mind up to say and to make you in the thought process of you're not going to see normal crash course wrestling. There's nothing wrong with crash course wrestling. I love diving out of the ring as much as the next wrestler, but uh, we had to try something different here. Uh, and it yeah. was, everything was the way it's done. It really sets your brain up to think, okay, we're about to see actually wrestling here. So, uh, man, it just, it was so great. The videos before the matches and then these heavily technical based matches. I feel like it just worked so well, man. And it's, it's been phenomenal to watch actual wrestling. Like you, like you said, don't get me wrong. The, the crash course is, is great for the, ah, but like seeing two guys go at it, strictly wrestling rules makes everything uh, a fun to watch, which kind of leads into the next question. Like, um, you know, you mentioned that the the pure rules is a big thing for you and some other stuff. Would you be open to a pure tag team championship to go along with the pure championship? Wow. Uh, although that is a great idea. Uh, wow. That's a great idea. You can use that idea for your own and pitch it up top <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> uh, deep down inside, though, you know, every time you watch a wrestler's match, you are watching what you think, or you're watching what they think wrestling should be. That's why everybody's matches are different. You're watching what each individual wrestler likes about wrestling or what they think is the coolest thing about wrestling. And they put those aspects into their matches. Uh, for me, I'm a big believer in if there are too many title belts, then they're not as special. So yeah. although that is a great idea, I would love to see something like that. It would be so cool. Uh, I would actually decline it uh, because when there's so many belts and nothing against boxing. Uh, my, my dad was a huge boxing fan. I remember as a kid, we ordering boxing pay-per-views, and I can't remember, but I think some of his friends may have even come over to the house sometimes for boxing events. But everybody had a belt, it seemed like. And it, w it just was so hard for me to follow. Everybody has a belt. Um, and I, didn't, I never understood that. So it, I was like, well, what makes these belts so special if everybody's got one? So Yeah, uh, it's kind of like cool the Olympics. Would, yeah, yeah, right. There's right. only three medals, and if you don't get those three, that's, you know, that's it. Tough, that's tough it. loss. Right, yeah. right. Speaking of boxing, real quick, off topic, who do you yeah. have in the fight, Floyd Mayweather or Logan Paul? Uh, I, I, you know, what? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I did feel bad for Nate Robinson though at that Tyson fight. Yeah, I felt awful for him. Yeah, awful. 
I don't know if I could live on the planet if that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, I know. Oh, uh, hey, fellas. So we are in the thick of winter and a storms are brewing. It looks like one to three inches are in the forecast when you trim that hibernation push that's taking place in your pants. Luckily, our partners at Manscaped specialize in products to make sure you're walking around town with beautiful snowballs. Cue that fancy music. Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Guys, we've all been there. We've had that painful memory that's seared in your head when you're taking care of yourself downstairs and you nick it, and it's the worst thing in the world. You know what I'm talking about. Not anymore. The Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Because of their ceramic blade and advanced skin-safe technology, your snags on your snowballs are going to be reduced. The trimmer is also waterproof, so you could trim in the shower, less mess, or a jacuzzi if you're savage like you know eh. i should have never done that anyways manscape performance package i'm telling you is the best thing to buy for 2021 everything that comes in it you're gonna get the new and improved lawnmower 3.0 you're gonna get the weed whacker ear nose hair trimmer performance boxer briefs and to top it all up a travel bag to put all your stuff in now have you ever noticed how nasty nose hair and ear hair is like you sit there and you're talking to somebody and you can't tell if it's their mustache or the nose hair is connecting well in fact 79 percent of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff so you might as well use the best tools for the job right this bundle also comes with the crop preserver ball deodorant and crop reviver ball toter now the crop preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant that will make your ball smell nice and make you feel like your testes are walking in a winter wonderland yeah, you didn't know I could sing, did you? Yeah, and also the Crop Reviver is a spray-on toner for your balls. It's made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts that will make your balls look up at you and say, hey, thanks, man. Don't get cold feet this winter. You can get 20% off plus free shipping right now. All you have to do is use that code BATTLEGROUND at manscaped.com. They also have a ton of amazing other men's hygiene products on their website, uh, from disposable mats for your pubes to foot deodorant and a whole lot more. Remember, 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. All you got to do is use that code BATTLEGROUND. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use that code BATTLEGROUND at checkout. Thanks, Manscaped, for making our winter wieners looks so good um where are we at okay cool so yes so the wrestling world has kind of been buzzing over the last you know three to four months seems like there's this growing i guess you'd call it a loose partnership you've got AEW, you got impact you've got new japan now triple a they're all kind of working together uh ring of honor you know recently uh, before the pandemic was working with nwa i think at that show we were at in nashville with you guys uh, nick aldis came out um, and did something with PCO. So there, there's always been a, some kind of you know loose crossover with you guys. Uh, would you be open for Ring of Honor working with these companies? Uh, or do you like kind of being in your own neck of the woods? And do you think that a supercard event like the ones in the 80s could work in today's landscape? Uh, I definitely think that could work. I'm definitely open to, if it were my Ring of Honor, if I was the one in charge, I'd be working with any and everybody. Um, the, the coolest part about when they work together and, you know, it's always been this horrible thought process of, well, if my, if we work together, what does my company get out of it? Well, yeah. sometimes the first thought should be, well, what do our fans get out of it? Mm-hmm. Because they're the ones who ultimately win. If you and I had both separate companies and I, you know, obviously let's say your company is doing way better than mine, obviously, sure, there is some part of it where I get some kind of rub from partnering up with you 
And because your company is bigger than mine, you wouldn't really be getting anything if you look at it like that. But ultimately, the first thing we got to think of, I think, is, and it hadn't been thought of until now, uh, the fans are the ones who are winning. Like I saw on the internet when AEW started working with Impact Wrestling, I saw so many, well, what does AEW get out of that? What do you mean, what do they get? Like, why is that the first thing to come to mind? The fans now get to see matches that they couldn't because these people are under contract here, those people are under contract there, and now they can have matches together. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it, it pains me to see that there's not a, more companies working together because everybody's in the back of their mind is thinking, well, how do we win in this scenario? Yeah, it's it's almost like a um, it's almost like a movie, you know. And and when you have a uh, you know whatever Ocean's Eleven, where you have all these huge actors come in, or the Avengers, you know what I mean? It's just like you're giving the audience something that I mean. If you'd have told me 20 years ago that WCW and WWE and, and ECW and all these companies would work together on a like a card, I would have been like, "What? <laughs> like, there's no way that's possible," you know? So the fact that it's even hinted at is just like making the fans go crazy, you know? And now you kind of get to see those those matches in inter you know intercompany things, and that that kind of leaves me to another question: that like, who are some competitors you have never faced before that you would love to tie up with before you hang up your boots? Uh, top of the list before he hangs up his boots, I'd love to wrestle Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a big fan of his for years, um, much like many people from my generation. Um, Dolph Ziggler is another one; he's always been at the top of the list. Um, I really wish I could just wrestle everybody, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but on the, those are on the top top two. Let's see, is there one more? I'm sure there is. Um, you know, I briefly, well, no, I, I mean Moxley. I've never gotten to wrestle Moxley. I think I may have been on a show with him one time years ago. Um, never got to wrestle with him. Um, Ray Phoenix and his brother. I never got to wrestle with them. I mean, there's. Yeah, just everybody. I just want to wrestle with everybody. Could we could we put this out in the universe that we get Jay Lethal and Gresham versus the Lucha Bros? Oh my Holy God, that God. would be oh, oh wow, that would be awesome. Holy crap! That would can be, we just go? That would be awesome. Let's, wow. let's make it a sixty minute match and just be a complete <laughs> clinic, and that could be sixty minute uh, Iron Man tag yes, team match, and that Holy will crap. be match of the year for the next three years. Uh, Gresham and I, I don't think Gresham and I got to work with the Young Bucks because by the time Gresham and I started teaming, I think they were already gone. Yeah, I think you're right. That could be yeah. a cool one, too. Yeah. I think there's a ton of tags that could happen. I think there's a ton of singles that could happen. That's, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Okay. So you are, I don't know if you would call it famous or infamous at this point uh, for oh, your. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> your uh, your Ric Flair and your Macho uh-huh. Man end ups. Um, are there any impressions that you do that no one has seen before? Do you have any like secret you know that you haven't let out yet? You don't have to do it. Just I'm, I'm curious if you've got any others that you do. Uh, no, there's a crow here in the background. I don't know if you can hear it. I think Sting might be showing up. <laughs> uh, it's either Sting or it's either Sting or Heath Slater Stang. <laughs> Stang, right, right. Uh, no, no, those are the only two that I got. But you want to know something? The Macho Man one, I've always been able to do uh, for as long as I can remember. The Ric Flair one, 
I didn't even attempt the Ric Flair one until I was at Impact Wrestling. We had we did an overseas tour in the UK, and on one of the off days, everybody went to the bar. Uh, everybody was having some drinks. I had a few drinks, and then found that I could do this Ric Flair thing. So the joke that I've always been making lately is, I won't find out what other impression I can do till I get drunk again. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually how the best stories come about. And you know, you you got to think that that interaction with you and Flair with that that moment, I I can't tell you how many times I scroll through Facebook and that moment shows up in my feed. It's on Instagram. It's everywhere. Did you think I, that it was going to be as big as it was? No, nope. Living in the moment, it was the scariest moment of my life. Living in it, uh, after it was over, I looked back and said that was the coolest moment of my life. Um, but never once did I think this was going to be, like, huge. And I, to this day, um, and I'm not kidding, to this day, I still, every other week or so, send a text message to Ric Flair, and I say, uh, thank you for putting Jay Lethal on the map. Uh, because before that, um, you know, the Macho Man thing had kind of made people take notice. Um, and it wasn't until the Flair thing that made people go, oh, my God, this kid is... This kid is, he has something. Um, so I always send him a text every once in a while thanking him for putting me on the wrestling map. Man, that's that's a cool thing, right? That's got to be a cool moment. Um, it's so cool when, when he replies. I still think, <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe I'm text messaging with Ric Flair. Yeah, <laughs> I was at the, um, I was at All In um, with, uh, I guess you were, I guess you were Macho and I guess, I guess it was Flip. I think it was you and yes. Flip. Yeah. Yes, it was. And uh, that was the first time seeing you not as Jay Lethal. And uh, it was uh, quite entertaining. The crowd, uh, <laughs> crowd, crowd got behind it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> You know, and, I, and you want to know something about that match is uh, it was the first couple minutes anyway was literally verbatim Ricky Steamboat versus the Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and then yeah. you come out with uh, Macho Man's brother, wasn't yes, he? Yes, I did. Yeah, that, who is a, we're great friends. We became great friends. If you would have told me that I would share this friendship when I was just a young kid, I, I would have, oh, man. I would have told you. I would have called the cops on you. I thought yeah. you were trying to lure me in and kill me or something. But, Get you uh, in the van with the candy with no windows. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I'm great friends with Lanny. We talk all the time. Um, and he actually, when I when I did that show, Lanny's has a buddy who has all of Macho Man's, well, not all of them, but most of Macho Man's ring jackets. Um, oh, so the ring jacket that I actually came out with on that show was Macho Man's actual ring jacket. Oh, that was a real one? Oh, that was wow. a real jacket. It was unreal. And when he oh, brought it to me, I remember unzipping it. I remember taking it to my hotel room the night before. That's when I got it. And I laid it on the bed, and I just stared at it. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I have one of Macho Man's real jackets. And I unzipped it. And you had to be delicate with it because it was so old. It was like the material was almost starting to deteriorate. You, you oh, couldn't geez. be too rough with it. But right. it was, I mean, I couldn't believe I had that in my possession. I didn't want to give it back. <laughs> yeah, no joke. I didn't know that was an actual one. That's that's awesome. That adds a lot yeah. more to it. Yeah, yeah. 
So when it, when it's all said and done and, you know, Jay Lethal hangs the boots up, do you know what you want to do after you finish up your in-ring career? Yeah, I just want to, and it's something I'm doing now, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I want to help any aspiring wrestler, uh, you know, with anything that I possibly could to, to get to know that I'm helping someone get to do something that I did, which was pretty much make wrestling my living and live my dream. If I can have any part in helping someone get to live their dream or uh, get to make wrestling their living and a large part of their life, uh, then I'm extremely happy. And I'm doing that currently. I have a school here in Tampa, Florida, um, where I try to, as best as I can, help um, some of these guys get into the wrestling business and teaching them literally everything that I know about wrestling, even, you know, uh, what to do and what not to do. So after I can't wrestle anymore, I think I'll dedicate most of my time to that. Right now, it's just split. You know, I do that and I wrestle. But if I, when I can't wrestle anymore, I've, I've got to do something with wrestling. I can't let it go. It's, 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 I put every egg, all of my eggs, into the wrestling basket. Um, so if something happens to that basket, I'm kind of screwed. But um, at a point where I can't wrestle anymore, yeah, I, I, all I can think of is I, I'm going to be helping people in some form or fashion. Uh, become wrestlers or maybe, uh, you know, I'm, I really consider myself to be a ring of honor lifer. So maybe I'll be helping in some aspect with their shows if they're still around, fingers crossed, hopefully, um, when I'm not wrestling anymore. Uh, but yeah, it's something definitely with wrestling and helping people. I love helping people as much as I possibly can. Nice. So it's, it's in your blood for life, it sounds. It is, definitely. Yeah. 100%. Well, cool, man. Well, we appreciate your time today. Uh, where, where's the uh, best place to people keep up on you online? Are you more active on Twitter or Instagram or MySpace? Uh, I, I would say, as of right now, I'm more active on Twitch. I've just started streaming, um, playing video games. You guys can get on there and watch me. And on Thursday, I do this thing where I stream the latest Ring of Honor TV show and it's really uh, becoming something that I've fallen in love with. Um, but uh, this is the age of social media where everybody and their mother has a Twitter and a MySpace and a Facebook. Um, all of my things are under the same name, and it's The Lethal J. T-H-E-L-E-T-H-A-L-J-A-Y. The Lethal J. There's a lethalj.com. Instagram is The Lethal J. Uh Twitter is the Lethal J. My Twitch is under the Lethal J. Uh, and the Lethal J came about, actually. I, I did a show my third year wrestling for a company in New York called USA Pro. Uh, and when I went into the locker room, a man who I'd looked up to, who I'd never met uh, by the name of Chris Candido, he was in the locker room. And I remember watching him so many times on ECW. And I was from New Jersey. And he did the New Jersey jam. So, I mean, I just felt a connection with him because we were both from Jersey. And uh, when I went into the locker room, I saw him. He, when, As soon as we made eye contact, he said, ah, it's the Lethal J. And I, in my head, I'm thinking, I've never even met. How does he know who I am? This is incredible. Uh, so after that, I just everything that I did, everything that I've written, 
everything turned into the lethal J. And forever after I saw him, he would always go, ah, the lethal J. So that's where the <laughs> lethal J came about. Then when he passed away, it was almost my uh, tribute to him. Everything is under the lethal J. Awesome. That's a cool story. Man, uh, Jay Lethal, it has been an honor to have you on the show. Of course, we're going to get you back on this very, very soon. Maybe we'll do like a, uh, a tag team show with me and Eli and you and Gresham on the on oh, the show too. That, that sounds great. We got to do that. Yeah, we'll have and, to do that. And when you guys soon. are touring again, you can swing by the studio and show us those belts. Yes. Uh, you know what? I'm going to set that up. That tag team thing sounds great. Yeah. That's well, pretty cool. Yeah, I, I'm going to set that up personally myself. Nice. Awesome. Well, we appreciate that. And Jay, once again, um, it, it's been an honor to have you on the show. You've been on our list for the past year and a half. And it's literally, we are excited when Mark was like, hey, how about Jay Lethal come on your show? And I was like, uh, does a bear, you know what, in the woods? <laughs> Without hesitation, there was, yes, Jay Lethal on the show, please, Mark. And we and we hope your, uh, we hope your Bentley gets taken care of at the, the <laughs> Oh man! Oh well, thank you. Actually, it's my dream car. I just got it not too long ago. Um, I've always been a big Mustang guy, but I've Ooh, been, I haven't too. had one. Uh, nice. So I finally, living in Florida, I got a convertible Mustang. Oh, there you go. I love it. I'm is it a brand new one or is it a yep, older brand one? Brand new. Oh, no, nope, brand new. I like those. The new bodies took me a while. Um, I know when they did like the the 2005 redesign, I fell in love with those, and these newer ones yeah. kind of. Took me a while to grow on me, but I, I love them. They're they're awesome yeah. looking. The electric I, ones look interesting. Yeah, did you see the SUV? Mustang? Yeah, Unreal. I have not. I I don't I I I'm not gonna say I don't like it. Um, I like the one that I have, but uh, yeah, it's it's funky. interesting. It's, it's very interesting. That's a great word. It's interesting. It's like That's what it is. It's like it, it's you see the front of it, and it's the Mustang, but then when you go to the side, it's kind of like that Porsche. SUV right. looking thing. Yes, yes. It's like if Porsche, Tesla, and a Mustang oh. had a baby, that's what it is. The Mach E. <laughs> huh. it's, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a gremlin. It does kind of look like that Porsche. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So, that's not too bad. Well, cool. Let me go ahead and. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll, we can uh, talk about Mustangs all day. I guess so. <laughs> we can do that for the next episode. Next episode on the Battleground Podcast, we talk nothing about wrestling. We're talking all things cars. Right. My first car. <laughs> My second car was a Mustang. My first car was this thing called a Plymouth Colt. And no uh, I remember I remember my my dad had gotten it from a gas station, maybe two, three hundred bucks. It was so <laughs> old. But my you know, my dad was the only one working and he had six kids and he always, you know, wanted to you know your parents always get you your first car. Unfortunately that wasn't possible with six kids and my dad is the only one working. And my mom used to work until they had kid number four. And then they were like the babysitter bills getting out of control. Yeah. So uh, um, my dad helped me buy this two, $300 car called a Plymouth Colt. And then when that died, my friend had a 2000 Mustang, year 2000. Um, and I chipped some money in with the shows that I was doing. Um, and I bought the Mustang off of them. And uh, that was when I fell in love with the Mustang. It was pretty much my second car. 
But I, you want to know something? I think I would have fell in love with anything after that Plymouth Colt that I had. <laughs> yeah, no joke. <laughs> I think the first car I had was a Chevy Corsica. Oh, geez. Yeah, there you go. Mine was oh. a Mazda 323. We're just talking car talk and wrestling talk. That's what we do on the podcast. We're changing out. It costs like twelve hundred bucks, and like within a couple months, my dad's like, "Have you changed the oil? Have you checked the fluids?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." Nope, I didn't. And the transmission <laughs> fell out. It was eighteen hundred no. bucks to fix. My that happened he was to my so sister. Pissed. My sister didn't. She didn't. Well, you know, she she kind of probably feels like it's a little my fault. We were sharing this vehicle at one time. And uh, I didn't know anything about oil changes. She didn't. I mean, we knew that we had to check the dipstick every once in a while. But, uh, yeah, oil didn't go checked for a while. And, the, the, yeah, it seized the engine. The engine's kaput after that. I had a girl uh, I was friends with in high school. Her parents bought her, like, a, a brand new, like, a Camaro or something. Like, obviously, it's a car she didn't need. And she, uh, within a week, she went to the gas station and she put diesel <laughs> Oh no! Oh, <laughs> She's no. like, I didn't know. <laughs> totally ruined it. It, it. it it was total. It was yeah. So yeah. The next episode I do with you guys, we may have to just do one whole segment of this. I know, I that's that's so the point. Cool. We're still recording this, by the way. So okay, this could be perfect. like a bonus yeah, episode. <laughs> nice, nice. Because I think it's always so cool that uh, you know when when you get a wrestler on an interview for like everybody wants to talk wrestling and no one wants to. I mean, because the wrestling is the cool part, some interesting stories there, but uh, it's rare that you get to learn anything outside of wrestling about anybody, what they like cars-wise and this and that. So uh, next yeah. time I come on the show, there's got to be a large portion where we go, okay, this is the non-wrestling block. Yeah, We're we'll just talk about random talking. stuff. And that's yes, actually, yes. I think that's why a lot of people have been gravitating towards the Twitch stuff. You know, they, they kind of get right. a peek outside the ring. Yeah, Correct, so. correct. Well, I once think, again. I think my car's done. Well, you enjoy your, your Florida weather because it's like 20 degrees here in Nashville. So enjoy the warm. Thanks, Jay. See ya. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Battleground Podcast. Make sure you give it five stars and a nice review. To stay up to date with the show, follow them at Battleground Podcast on Instagram. 